This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Mastering Innovation on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mastering Innovation, our show here on Sirius XM Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Saika Choudhury, Executive Director of the Mac Institute for Innovation Management at Wharton and a professor in management. And I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by my colleague, Nikolai Sigelko, Professor of Management at the Wharton School and Co-Director of the Mac Institute, who is our co-host. Just as a reminder, we're live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and the show replays a few times during the week. Our show focuses on how established firms can remain innovative and handle disruption challenges, and we bring in executives, industry experts, and academics as our guests to provide insights from their experience and work with us, along with students that we work with. If you have any comments or questions during today's show, give us a call. The phone lines are open at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Coming up in a little bit, we'll be joined by Alec Ross, an innovation and policy expert and author of Industries of the Future. But now we're thrilled to welcome the winners of this year's Y Prize. The Y Prize is an annual competition at the University of Pennsylvania, organized by the Mac Institute in collaboration with the Penn Center for Innovation and Penn Wharton Entrepreneurship, supported also by the IP Group where students compete to find applications for cutting-edge emerging technologies created right here at Penn. The 2017-2018 competition featured two new nanotechnologies developed by Penn researchers. The first one is nanotribological printing, which is a small-scale analog to 3D printing. And the second one is carbon nanopipettes, which are capillary glass tubes that are small enough to penetrate a single cell with minimal damage. We're very pleased to have in the studio with us today Michael Lee and Henry Zhou, two of the co-founders of the winning team Cellview Sciences with their application Chromosense. Ellen Naruse is making up the star trio. She couldn't join us today, but we're very pleased. Michael and Henry, thanks for joining us in the studio. Yeah, thank you for having us. Tell us a little bit about Cellview Sciences and Chromosense and the problem that you're trying to solve with it. Yeah, so um, we are Cellview Sciences, and our product, Chromosense, leverages the carbon nanopipette technology. Um, and so our the general idea behind our product is we're uh, trying to apply the technology to in vitro fertilization, specifically the testing of embryos before they're implanted in IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, because we found through our research that there's a surprisingly high rate of failure for embryos that are used in IVF. And so we thought that these carbon nanopipettes would be a good way of, of addressing the, the problems that currently exist in IVF and genetic testing of embryos. Mm-hmm. So these procedures already exist, and they're called PGT, but what the carbon nanopipette allows us to do is do it in a way that's faster, more accurate, and much safer for the developing embryo than what's out there currently on the market with a, a minimally invasive method. And so that's what we put together and what we brought to the competition. Very, very exciting. Um, now, uh, Henry, what did you guys learn from this experience about commercializing new and emerging technologies? Oh, I definitely learned a lot. Um, so my background is primarily in science, and um, I have a lot of lab experience research. 
or lab research experience, mm -hmm. um, not so much on the business end. So definitely participating in the Y Prize uh, opened my eyes to the wide range of possibilities that there are for turning uh, like basic science research and moving it towards a market. Mike, anything you picked up? Um, I would say I'm more or less the opposite of Henry, actually. <laughs> I, my background is in, in business, and so I did most of the, the planning and the logistics for the venture, but I did pick up a good amount of you know developmental biology and um, uh, just general information about IVF that was really cool. Um, also, it was really the first time that I had put together a full business plan with the team, and so actually going through all the motions with that was, I think, really educational. So when we learn about teams, um, entrepreneurship teams, it's quite often, right, that really the secret is in the team. Mm -hmm. uh, and so maybe you can tell us a little bit more about sort of how your team was formed and how you decided to work together. Yeah, I, I love our team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think we have a pretty good story going on because um, me, Mike, and Ellen actually met freshman year on the first day of classes. Wow. Um, actually, before the first day of classes. Yeah, we were uh, freshman hallmates in English House. So we all lived yeah. on the same floor in the same building. And um, it was it was fun. And then yeah. we, like four years later, uh, we, we all made, stayed in touch. And so I heard about this prize and I thought, you know, this is probably something that's right up Henry's alley because he's in, in the bachelor's program. Um, and then probably something that we could loop in Ellen for as well because she is, uh, she worked at BCG over the summer. She's great at, you know, um, marketing stuff, business strategy, making slides, things like that. And so it just seemed like <laughs> kind of like a, a perfect combination. And it was so great because, you know, we've been friends for so long already. We already know each other super well. Um, we all obviously care for one another and want to help each other succeed. That I feel like since we already had the chemistry as friends going into the venture, um, it made the whole process so much easier. Wonderful. Um, is it? Did you feel that you would need to bring anybody else into perhaps your team um, in order to bring skill sets perhaps that you didn't have represented amongst the trio? Um, from the outset, we didn't really think that would be necessary for the competition, but we definitely acknowledge that as like something that we might have to do moving forward. Right now, uh, for example, one skill set we're kind of lacking in is knowledge of the regulatory process, and so we've been working with. Um, consultants at a regulatory agency called the Weinberg Group. That's been helping us out. Um, but of course, you know, we're going to need to acquire more engineering talent and stuff like that. So that is definitely going to be a possibility in the future, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the plans, how you plan to take this venture forward. So right now with the prize money, um, the $10,000, we're actually putting together a, a very small scale study on single cells just to develop a very simple proof of concept on a small scale. I think Henry can expand more on that. Yeah, this will mostly be um, research that I'll be handling. So mm -hmm. it'll involve um, using the prize money to order the supplies that we need for the first couple of tests that we want to do. Um, and then based on the results of those tests, we like to move forward with some more in vivo, like um, perhaps using mouse models. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, some sort of organism model that we can use to represent how our uh, how chromosense will work on humans. Um, and so once we get the basic science down with the current funding that we have, um, we'll move forward if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so the next step once we do our, basically what we're trying to do, I guess, at this stage is just validate the science behind our idea and make sure that it works in enough tests where we can go to now the FDA and say, okay, we have this, this product, we think it will work very well, we'd like to seek approval from you guys to start clinical trials and that process would 
uh, probably cost around, according to our partners, roughly $35,000 to compile and submit. And that's mostly what we are shooting to do with the money from the Warren Startup Challenge if we win it. Uh, and so I guess that's our goal is just develop the science and, and uh, submit for regulatory approval. So the Y Prize, of course, kind of features technologies that were developed first at Penn, right? And then say, look, here's some interesting technology. Let's have some you know, brilliant students work on this and think about you know, what, are some, what are some applications. Uh, can you tell us sort of a little bit more about sort of that knowledge transfer from Penn to you, right? Because, again, so a lot of our listeners work for corporations. They have big R&D departments, right? And they're always thinking about sort of how can we run innovation challenges, right? We probably have people inside our organization who could maybe help us. So if you could tell us a little bit more about this, that part of the, of the competition or of the process. So, so how, the, how, the, how the knowledge in some sense was transferred from Penn to you about the particular technologies or during the, during the um, competition, how much did you go back to, let's say, the, the lead PIs who came up with these ideas and, and how did they help you with developing your ideas? Right, right. I think the um, Penn and the Y Prize did a really good job of um, really helping competitors understand the core of the technology. Mm -hmm. um, so they had a couple of information sessions in the very beginning uh, stages of the competition where they really ran through the details of what the technology was capable of. Um, the the PIs, the experts, were definitely really helpful mm -hmm. in providing a couple of possible avenues for where they saw their research potentially going towards. Um, so definitely, um, I think because of the the hard work and effort that Penn and the Y Prize put in, it was very easy to get access to understanding how these technologies work. Is it difficult, or how difficult was it, to really marry the understanding of the science or the technology with the business side? Because oftentimes in companies we see that, you know, both sides work in silos and separated, and you guys were a team that spanned these different areas of interest and expertise and were able to do it. Is that hard? I would say it wasn't extremely difficult, mostly because we started with that mindset from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Our idea generation phase was something like this. Mostly we would just, as a team, we would throw around areas where, you know, it might be useful to be able to pierce a single cell without damaging it. Mm -hmm. And then in these areas, once we picked one, Henry would look into all the different uh, techniques and processes that were in use in that industry um, and then went and described maybe how they could be improved using the technology. And then Ellen and I would then look into it and see whether or not that would be a viable business idea, you know, how much of an improvement it would provide over existing methods, how big the market was. And then based on a combination of technical feasibility and business viability, we would either save the idea or just trash it. Um, and that was sort of in our mindset from the start. So I don't, mm -hmm. I think that through the whole process, it stayed fairly integrated. And something that I found really interesting through the process um, was sometimes Mike and Ellen would, you know, read like a random article that they saw, like in the newspaper or on a website, mm -hmm. and then bring it to me. Uh, and say, hey, I read about this cool thing. What do you think about this idea? Or could we potentially apply our technology to this other idea? Hmm. Um, not something that, like something that really definitely arose uh, organically and really helped us like, helped us try different things and weigh our options when it came to what's the best use of the tech. Yeah, and if I might just add to that, I think there were also moments when Henry would come to Ellen and I about something that he maybe thought of on the business end and would say like, hey, you know, I, I'm thinking about how we're calculating our initial market size for uh, the pitch, and maybe we want to use this data set instead. And 
you know, it's we acknowledge that each one of us has our own relevant expertise, like areas of expertise. But I think one of the really strong parts about our team is that suggestions can come from anywhere. And, you know, everyone's ideas are taken and then considered by the people who are the most knowledgeable um, and sort of sorted that way. And I think that's a huge asset. Of course, now I'm intrigued. What were some of the other ideas? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we had a bunch that we threw around. Um, let's see. We, I in particular was really inspired by Carl Jun's work um, here mm -hmm. at Penn, actually, um, doing work on CAR T-cell therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to imagine an application where we could um, remove cells from the human body and then use these nanopipettes to manipulate them, inject them, and then send them back in. Um, that was an idea that we threw around for a while. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really gain any traction on it. What else do you remember? Another one was we actually proposed using the uh, the CMPs for medical R&D mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. just to manipulate cells at the micro level. And I, I think that was actually one of the other competitors that did end up running with that and using it in the presentation. Um, but after bringing it up, I think you kind of, like this is an area where this is one of the situation where you bring up an idea and then you kind of defer to the person who knows more. And so Henry was like, yeah, that's just not going to work. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so we threw it out. What's really fascinating about uh, listening to both of you talk, and I'm sure if Ellen were in the room, then uh, it'd be the same. A lot of the things that we know about good teams and how they function come so naturally to you. I mean, perhaps uh, due to thoughtful effort, but also somewhat serendipitously. I mean, picking a team that has complementary skills or is diverse in many ways, right? But also quickly experimenting with ideas, but also having ways to um, decide early on whether or not they're feasible to pursue finding the right amount of expertise and coordinating, collaborating, you know, picking the right resources to augment what you do. I mean, it's really, you make it sound really easy, but frankly speaking, many companies and organizations struggle with this. So we're really impressed that as students, you're able to take advantage of it. Um, what advice would you give to other students or organizations who want to do commercialization, bridging technology and especially emerging technology with business and and working on something longer term well i guess one thing i would say is the the whole a team with complementary skill sets i think that's the biggest thing right i mean with if it was just ellen and i and without henry like i could straight up say that we wouldn't have won um and you really need expertise in both the science and the business to bring it together and make it work right because you could have a great you could be like very business business savvy but if you're the science behind your idea isn't solid it's not going anywhere and same you could be have a brilliant scientific idea but you could just be very you could be not great at, at pitching it or you could be um you just might not be able to make the the investment thesis to a uh, an investor and because of that it won't go anywhere so i'd say one is is just having complementary skill sets two i would say is the like willingness to invest time into something like this uh is mm -hmm. huge i think that over since we formed our team at the be beginning of September, I believe, and we pretty much met once a week at least, and then near the end, more than once a week. And during periods of high stress, we were pretty much meeting every day. Um, and honestly, I think just the amount of time we put into it really is a big driver of yeah. what we ended up doing. And I just want to add, um, I found that the third, I guess, like secret ingredient to our team was really yeah. being able to trust one another. In particular, being able to trust in one another's expertise in our abilities. Um, so that kind of goes along the lines of what Mike was saying about having complementary skill sets, but also being able to trust your teammates 
being able to trust the people that you work with, that they mm-hmm. have a solid grasp of um, their realm of expertise um, helps any team su- uh, succeed. Also, I guess as far as um, – I can just speak in from like a, uh, like a Wharton perspective. I think mm-hmm. that for any student looking to start a startup, I think there are a few yeah. like really, really good classes that you could take. One of which would be actually Management 230, uh, Valent- like taught by Valentina Asanova, um, mm-hmm. which teaches you a lot about um, not really a lot of hard skills with regard to, to venture formation, but some of the softer aspects and walks you through sort of what, what makes good startups succeed and what makes them fail. It's just the course is just sort of an overview on different startups and like what makes them good and maybe like what made them fail. And then, of course, uh, I think the finance, accounting, and operations classes are also really helpful just for sorting out the logistics of how you're going to put everything together. So let me just maybe finish with the question of why did you do it? Um, <laughs> right? Because you, you said, look, there's a lot of work, right? And there are lots of other things you can be doing. And uh, it sounded like it was not something that you had in mind from the freshman year. Maybe maybe you did. But but it, it's sort of kind of intriguing for me to understand, right? How do you, because again, thinking about other students, thinking about what, what to do uh, during their four years uh, in, in, in their programs, right? And then why did you decide, oh, that would be one thing that we really want to do kind of and spend a lot of time on? Okay. Well, Mike wanted to do it first. So I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you answer first. I think I saw the um, – so I learned in the first learned of this competition in the Management 230 class that I mentioned earlier. And one of the TAs in the class actually um, mentioned to the entire room that he had competed in the Y Prize previously and that he had mentored the last year's team as well. Um, and so – I thought about who I might know and the technologies, and I just kind of saw an opportunity and that, and I had finished with recruiting um, as well, and so I was kind of just looking for an adventure, and okay. I was like, okay, I'll just see if Henry and Ellen are interested, yeah. and we'll try and do this. Good. Yeah, so um, on my side of the story, when I, ha- I didn't even hear about the prize until Mike reached out to me about it, mm-hmm. um, and I think he sent me a link to the website, <laughs> um, and so... I was actually sort of the opposite of Mike in that I knew I was going to be, this is going to be a pretty busy year for me, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely a busy first semester. So I wasn't originally thrilled by the idea. Um, (laughs) But the more I looked into the competition itself, the more I read into the technologies Mm -hmm. um, that were being offered, the more I got excited about the potential and like the possibilities that we could end up creating. And so I found that the more I uh, toyed around with the different uh, approaches scientifically that I could take, the more I got excited about, you know, having the ability to be creative on such a large project and being able to make such a difference with, uh, with like using my scientific background, um, that really excited me, and that's why I ended up saying yes to Mike. We can actually tell that uh, both of you, just from your interaction, uh, not only trust each other but enjoy being around each other, and I'm sure the case is uh, with Ellen as well. And so it's it's just yeah, wonderful to see a naturally functioning team. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to Mastering Innovation on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Saikat Chaudhary, along with my co-host, Nikolai Sigilko. We've been speaking with Michael Lee and Henry Zhou. They're two of the co-founders of Cellview Sciences, the winner of this year's Y Prize. Mike and Henry, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having us. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.